Hello and welcome back to Regarding Rocky Top. I'm Max Pennell, joined by Davis Boving. And this is episode three. Today we will discuss Tennessee basketball's recent two-game winning streak, preparing their regular season finale tomorrow in Auburn. Obviously the big news around the basketball team as well as Zakai Ziegler's injury, and we'll discuss where we think the team can go from here without Ziegler for the remainder of the season. We'll also answer, answer a listener question. So if you guys in future episodes want to be involved in the podcast, you can drop questions at our Twitter at regarding RT or our Instagram at regarding Rocky Top. Um, we're going to start answering listener questions every episode. And then at the end of the podcast, we'll wrap it up previewing the baseball team's series versus Gonzaga this weekend and a quick discussion on Tony Vitello and Maui Ahuna's suspensions being lifted. Well, I guess Ahuna's wasn't a suspension, but being cleared to play. Um, so without further ado, Davis, let's get right into the basketball team. Two-game winning streak. They beat South Carolina by 40 points at home, and then on senior night against Arkansas Tuesday, held a good Arkansas team to 57 points in a 75-87 victory. What do you take away from this two-game winning streak? Uh, hope has been restored. We've seen that the uh, the defense can continue to win games, holding both teams under 60 points. Uh, the Arkansas game was especially uplifting in my eyes because obviously Ziegler goes down, but the team still holds strong, and really the game wasn't close the whole time. I think Arkansas got within 10 a couple times, but uh, just a, a glimpse of hope going into the the t- March, the month of March, obviously here we got one more game before the SEC tournament, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, things were looking dire. I mean, we were talking about on the podcast. Obviously, getting Josiah and Phillips back has been a huge boost to this offense because for times there when they were out, I mean, the offense was struggling to score 60 points. We saw in the Kentucky game, Alabama game, they, they struggled as well, even though they won A&M. So those guys have certainly been a lift. Um, and now, But now with Ziegler getting out, you know, you lose some offense. So who knows what this team can do. But I think another point we need to touch on is Jemai Meshack's emergence. I mean, it started with that Kentucky, I guess that Alabama game. But offensively, it started with that Kentucky game, and he's been starting ever since. And, I mean, they don't need him to be a 15 points per game type of guy. But if you can get double digits from him, that just makes that offense a lot more balanced, I feel like and just gives another another scoring threat that they've lacked all season. Yeah, Meshack has definitely earned his minutes. He is really a beast on the defensive side of the ball. I think he had four steals against Arkansas. Um, he's been a little bit better about shot making in general. You, you, like you said, he's not gonna he's not gonna score 15 a game or anything like that. But if you can get just enough production from him on the offensive side, it's gonna be a huge boost to defense, especially. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have a guy Rick Barnes has in Meshack now where he can go say, all right, this is their best player. Go guard him for 40 minutes. And we saw with Brandon Miller held him to, I believe, 14 points. And then Nick Smith, who's five-star freshman for Arkansas, consensus lottery pick in this upcoming draft, and he shut him down as well. So that's a, another aspect of this team that in postseason play will be such, uh, you know, a trait – a good trait to have for the basketball team because, you know, other than a handful of teams, a lot of these teams are reliant in March on a single guy or two guys. And if you have Meshack who can go out there and say, all right, I'm going to hold their best player to, you know, five or six points under his average, that makes it that much harder for the other team to compensate. I mean, you, you put it in Tennessee's terms. If someone 
held Viscovi to five or six points, Tennessee's probably not winning. So I think that's a really unsung part of this team that's helped with this two-game winning streak. It helped in the Alabama win. And if you can just have enough offense, this team could be dangerous. I mean, I, I don't want to – beating Arkansas and South Carolina at home isn't groundbreaking stuff, but it was just nice to see both games were blowout wins and both games the team did re- complemented each other really well. Yeah, you, you expect to win those games – but, but there's definitely some comfort in the games not being close. This is your second time beating Carolina by 40. Arkansas is a good team. What would you say? They're six, seven seed in the tournament? Yeah, seven or eight, I would say. Something like that. You, you really shut them down. Their main source of offense was just incredible threes, but really didn't have many points in the paint at all. No, I mean, the, the big guys did a great job, and the guys in the perimeter didn't let Arkansas's dynamic guards get by them. <clears throat> And I think, you know, moving forward, if this the, – the thing that was Im- impressive to me in the Arkansas game, a little different from the Alabama game, is the Alabama game, it felt like the defense carried that team to victory and the offense did just enough. The Arkansas game was a lot more – the offense complemented the defense, which when Tennessee's offense can complement their defense and not just basically the defense saves them. Yeah. That is when this team is at its best because if they can score, like we said, 70 a game, they're a really difficult team to beat because night in, night out, they're not going to give up 70. So I thought that was a really good sign that they complimented them well. Um, And then on to the SEC tournament. There's one game remaining tomorrow at 2 o'clock versus Auburn. If Tennessee wins that game, they're at worst a four seed and will have a bye into the quarterfinals. If they win and Kentucky loses to Arkansas, they would get a three seed. I mean – Four and three doesn't make a huge difference, but you would avoid Alabama in the semifinal. So just a note to all the viewers out there for the game tomorrow to see where where Tennessee will be playing. Obviously, that tournament's in Nashville, so hopefully Tennessee can get a little bit of a home crowd boost as well. Game against Auburn, I mean, it doesn't feel like it means a whole lot, but another one you'd like to win, just another good road victory. And Auburn's been struggling as of late, so it's a good win for the resume, but you might be catching them at the right time for your resume. Um, Are you scared of Auburn after that showing in Tuscaloosa? I, I really don't think Auburn is a very good basketball team. I think they're limping into end of the season. I think their best basketball has been behind them. I mean, now I say this and they'll go out and score 75 on us, but I really have not been impressed by them really for the last half of the SEC season. And, I mean, right now they're, they're starting to play their way onto the bubble last four-in type team because of their struggles. I mean, they're 2-8 and eight in quad one. So, yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee can win that game. They're favored. It'll be interesting to see, you know, they've had their struggles on the road. That's been well documented this year. The offense has not traveled on the road. So, and this will be a tough environment. And obviously, you know, talking about Auburn being on the bubble, this game's going to mean a lot to them if they can get a quad one win at home versus Tennessee. And they felt like they probably – had a great chance of beating us here at TBA. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm more scared of being on the road than I am of Auburn, the team itself. I would agree. We still haven't seen a road win since, when was it, LSU in January, I think? I think so. Yeah, it's been a long time. So <laughs> That's crazy. I, I agree with you. Auburn, they're trending down, but I'm still scared of this team going on the road. They, they haven't shown us much lately. They're obviously a lot stronger on home at home, but, you know, Hopefully the tide turns here on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's one thing next week when we're talking about the SEC tournament, but just to touch on briefly, 
how this team plays at a neutral court. I mean, they won the battle for Atlantis. That was a neutral site. So, and from here on out, it's going to be neutral court play. So see if it's just a road issue or if it's road and neutral, which then would be a lot more worrisome. But on to the next point. Obviously, the, the sad news from that win kind of put a damper on it was Zakai Ziegler, team's point guard, assist leader, second leading scorer, going down with a torn ACL about three minutes into the game. Team played well without him, despite, you know, it would be very easy for a team to kind of be shell-shocked after seeing that. I mean, everyone at that, you and me were both there. I mean, it was the quietest I've ever heard TBA. Team could have been very shocked, but they were able to rally and win. But moving forward, really, he's the only pure point guard on this roster other than B.J. Edwards, which we'll get to. So right now, Rick Barnes, for that rest of that game, he, he lacked an experienced point guard. Obviously, Vescovi has played the one before, so has Josiah at points, but they're not point guards. What do you think Rick Barnes will do moving forward or should do without Ziegler? I think you just have to rotate guards, whoever is most comfortable handing the ball, handling the ball. Um, against Arkansas, I mean, I know Vescovi has been in that position before. He doesn't necessarily look the most comfortable all the time. I think you got to throw in Josiah sometimes. I'm not sure how uh, Key is handling the ball, but maybe he could take a turn here and there. Uh, it's definitely a huge loss. Zakai is obviously your primary ball handler, which I think will hurt the team the most. Um, sh- shooting as well, but... I think the main concern is who's bringing the ball up the court and who's going to be the most comfortable in that spot. I agree. I mean, and that Arkansas game didn't really give us a good preview. No. Because there was never a point where they were pressing or it was a close game and, you know, point guard had to bring the ball up ninety, being guarded 90 feet. But, frankly, I don't think Santiago Vescovi can handle that duty for 35, 40 minutes of a game. Some people might not agree with me, but I just – He's not athletic enough. Sakai Ziegler, you know, his probably his best trait is that he's athletic and quick and can get away from the defense. Sometimes it's also his worst trait because it'll force him to play a little too fast. But Vescovi just doesn't have that quickness and athleticism to blow by a guy that's guarding him right in his grill. And then he kind of panics and gets stuck in tough situations. I think Josiah is probably the most athletic ball handler Tennessee has, but you're not going to ask him to bring the ball up every possession. That's just unrealistic and probably not the best thing for the offense. So that brings me to my next question. Do you think that will that Rick Barnes will give more minutes to B.J. Edwards? Obviously, we've seen him get more playing time down the stretch here. I mean, more playing time you know, is a little bit of a liberal word because he wasn't getting any to begin with. He's really only getting about three minutes a game. But obviously, he's the only other point guard in, on the roster. And... You know, do you think Barnes feels comfortable enough to maybe give him, let's say, 10 minutes a game or something? Because if Vescovi gets in foul trouble, I don't know who else you could turn to. You know, you might see that. I'm a little hesitant to see what Barnes would do because he's, he's always kind of been more hesitant to play freshman and experience, haven't been in the game a lot. I think now that you've got Phillips and Josiah back, that might play a role in, in limiting his minutes. But as far as pure point guard goes, you need someone to fill that role, at least for some of the game, because like you said, Scobie's not going to do a full 40 bringing the ball up the court every time. So I think I think he may play a few, but <laughs> you know, you never know. He, Barnes is he's, he's always been a little bit hesitant to play the younger guys that haven't haven't seen as much of the bright lights. Yeah, and I mean, 
even if you get give more minutes to BJ, I don't think it'd be more than eight to ten. It'd be just one of those situations where all right, Viscovi needs a breather. Someone else is in foul trouble. We just need someone to stem the tide. You know, middle of first half, middle of second half types, part of the ball game. And that brings us to our listener question, which comes from Knox B. Is Tyreek Key worthy of playing time even when he returns from injury? He's been out. He was out the game against Arkansas on senior night. He's supposed to be good to go tomorrow against Auburn, but the team and the offense looked fine without him, and he's had, you know, his, his struggles have been well documented. We've talked about it. We thought, you know, we were getting this really good shooter, athletic wing guy, but he's just not really panned out here. Maybe the step up in competition, I don't know what it is. I mean, the team seems to think, uh, you know, he's going to get going, he's going to get going, but outside of about a 15-minute stretch against Missouri, he really hasn't. So do you think he's worthy of playing time once he's healthy? Before the Ziegler injury, I would have said no. After the Ziegler injury, I think you have to give him eight to ten minutes a game. I just feel like you, you need someone to fill the handle the ball. Someone's got to come in a guard. I, I mean, like you said, he hasn't provided a whole lot outside of a few flashes, but I think with the Ziegler injury, he's going to have to see a few minutes here and there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you if – before Ziegler injury and with Josiah and Phillips coming back, I just didn't see a path to playing time for him. But now there's a guard spot open. Obviously, Rick Barnes seems to trust him. I mean, he's been throwing him out there, telling him to take shots, even when most of the fan base kind of, you know, all holds their breath when he takes a shot. Right. So Rick Barnes certainly, I think, will play him, even if it's the, to the chagrin of the fan base. Hopefully, though, because of Josiah and Phillips coming back, he doesn't have to take as many shots because right now he's just not an offensive threat. And if you have Phillips, James, Vescovi on the court at the same time, Tyreek Key's not the guy you want the shots going through. So hopefully, like you said, eight to ten minutes a game. And, you know, we've seen him catch fire before. If there's a game where he it's the basket looks huge to him and he's draining them, then sure. But right now I just, you know, kind of play your role. Um, I think that'll do it for basketball. Next week we'll do a little bit of an SEC tournament preview on here once we know where the team stands after their game against Auburn tomorrow. So on to baseball. Obviously the big news out of the baseball team recently has been the absence of Maui Ahuna, who transferred from Kansas, really highly touted coming over here. I mean, he hit 396 for the Jayhawks last year. And he wasn't cleared until this week. And to couple that, Tony Vitello got suspended. Self was it like a self-imposed suspension? Is that what you would call it? Uh, I believe so. So he had a self-imposed suspension for the Dayton series last weekend. Both those guys are back. They went two and zero this week in the midweek versus Charleston Southern. Now they welcome a one and seven Gonzaga team, who has played a very difficult non-conference schedule to date. I mean, they played Texas Tech, Ohio State, Grand Canyon. So that one and seven's a little misleading. They were a tournament team last year. I don't think it's going to be as easy of a series as some fans might think when they look at the Zags record. Um, I Baseball team I haven't paid a ton of attention to yet, but I, I do think it'll be fun to have a, a bigger, more high-profile series at home this weekend. The weather should be nice, hopefully. Lindsey Nelson's packed. And you'll get to see three great pitchers. I mean, Beam, Burns, and Dolander are about as good a three-man rotation as you can have. They should all pitch this weekend. So, like we said, we'll get into baseball a little bit more 
when the basketball season concludes. But any thoughts on the Vitello suspension and Ahuna lack of clearance until this week? Um, as far as Vitello goes, I, I feel like the rules as far as tampering and recruiting with NIL and the transfer portal these days is always a little shady. You, you never know what you're going to get there. So not too many thoughts on that. Hopefully it's just not a big deal. And the three-game suspension was it. But as far as Ahuna goes, um, it's nice to see him back in the lineup. Obviously very talented, a talented piece coming from Kansas. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be excited to see him find his groove here in the next few games. Yeah. So we'll be back early next week, like we said, to recap the baseball series, then also to look ahead to the SEC tournament for the basketballs. As we plugged at the start of the podcast, our Twitter is at regarding RT, Instagram is at regarding Rocky Top. Go ahead and follow those, comment, whatever. We'd love to answer other listener questions next week as well. Thank you for listening and have a great weekend.